0: Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to iHeartMovies. Today we're picking up where we left off a few months ago in our Star Wars series. Nikki from Trivial Theater will be taking over as co-host, and we're going to be talking about her favorite film in the franchise, The Empire Strikes Back. If you missed the last episode, make sure to check that out as well. Nikki and I just talked everything Star Wars, what we love, why we love it, and then we also talked about some new Star Wars specials out on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, this is going to be an extra long episode, so I'm not going to belabor the intro. Let's just jump right into it talking about Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, Empire Strikes Back.
1: All right, let's get this party started
0: so this is the second star wars movie you've seen but not in the correct order <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i've never really been one to follow norms i like to beat march to the beat of my own um Or i'm trying to think of something <laughs> star wars related like if the stormtroopers are going one way i'm going the other way and you know causing a ruckus so <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i saw these in order so i knew what i was getting into this is one where it depends on how familiar you are with Star Wars, but most people go into this knowing what's going to happen because the it's kind of entered in the public consciousness. Like especially oh, yeah. the big reveal, <laughs> everybody kind of knows what's coming with this movie.
1: Agree. And I
0: I did too when I was first watching this because I I don't know I was just I knew a a lot about Star Wars and I was interested in it. Like even mm-hmm. though we weren't allowed to watch it, I was still interested enough to read about it so oh, i knew yeah. what was coming
1: well and i think again it's it's such a like you say it is you could have never watched star wars and still know everything there is to know about star wars it's from phrases to inspirations and rip-offs and everything else it's in the public conscious in every way possible mm-hmm. you know there's you know you you pull out any one of a dozen or more catchphrases, and you know that alone tells you everything you need to know <laughs>
0: One thing I I I like seeing is when someone either shows this to their kid the first time or like an old person who's never heard of Star Wars and they they film them during the reveal. I I love watching people's reactions to <laughs> to finding out that Darth Vader is Luke's father.
1: <laughs> I did see a thing and it was it actually made a lot of sense. Um it was someone who saw it empire way back like when it when it first came out Mm -hmm. and the second that they they had watched the first one and and, you know you get darth vader well that translates in german as dark father so it's like i knew before everybody else did that that darth vader was going to be somebody's dad because of the name
0: i wonder how much of that was planned because like in the first movie i don't think that they planned to have him be luke's father Maybe they had planned to be somebody's father. But, like, as far as I know, as far as I've read, they had always planned for Vader to have killed Luke's father. Because that was the point of of Obi-Wan's, like, giving the backstory, and the, which they then had to retcon.
1: Well, and it actually kind of falls in two ways. Um, the first one was the guy that played the physical actor of Darth Vader. His name was David Proust. Proust? Proust? One of the two, um, was not given the actual dialogue of, you know, Luke, I am mm-hmm. your father. Yeah. Um, or no, I am your father. That's the proper way to say it. So yes. Luke, I am your father is a, I, I should know better, my goodness. But because he was known to be a bit of a loudmouth, he was actually not given the proper dialogue. So when it was originally shot, Darth Vader did say, I killed your father. It mm-hmm. was only when James Earl Jones came in and said, no, I am your father. But uh, going back in the original draft, and I I don't know how like where this changed exactly. But in the original draft of the script, Darth Vader wasn't Luke's father. He was, he was just like I say, the guy that killed him. Mm-hmm. And it, Luke's dad was originally the Force spirit that was going to train Luke. So he kind of had the characteristics of Yoda, but in human form and not in you know weird frog man form. <laughs> <laughs> That
0: would have been interesting. To it have would have been. Luke trained by his father.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I imagine that would be quite a thing in itself, so.
0: Well, getting into the movie itself, I really like how this starts. Like, I think I said in my first podcast about A New Hope. I really like how after you get the whole iconic score and opening not credits. The crawl. <laughs> the crawl, the opening crawl i love how you sort of pan onto like a ship or a planet and it's just it's so epic i i just love how they do that with every movie
1: oh yeah it is one of the it builds you up like you say it's it's something it's a big screen event it's it starts epic and it wants it holds that level by and large
0: Mhm. so with this one it pans onto a star destroyer that is sending a probe to hoth and i love the little probe it's like a creepy little robot jellyfish
1: oh yeah it's creepy as hell it's it ranks right up there with the interrogation droid from new hope Mm, yeah yeah it's got all kinds of buttons and like weird arms and stuff
0: yeah and then you have luke and han riding tauntauns and i can't decide if i like the tauntauns or not (laughs) because they are very (laughs) weird i mean i like them in concept right but they're really weird and the sounds they make are kind of they're weird i guess i do do like them but i don't love them
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they, they sound like i don't even know like the sound design and i know that i know that there's always a lot of talk about the sound design of star wars because it was incredibly unique for the time you know they really went outside the bounds of normality to make it stand out as something special but yeah the sounds that they make I, I haven't been able to find and I'm sure it's out there and I just haven't put in the right search terms but the sounds that the Tauntauns make are so unique like it, it's like a gargling like like llama camel thing I, I'm not yeah. even sure but
0: it sounds like a llama with I don't know some sort of vocal issue <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's that, that one llama that they got to do all of their Tauntaun stuff so
0: yeah but it, I do like the design, though, because they're sort of like a kangaroo-lizard-llama. Yeah. Well, I,
1: love, actually... I love
0: how they mix up animals for some of these things.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they were actually originally supposed to be um, like, like snow lizards, but then they changed that up and went with more of a fuzzy thing.
0: Hmm. Okay. So Luke gets left behind because he he's checking on... They call it a meteorite, but they're looking for the jellyfish robot the probe (laughs) droid and he gets attacked and i've read that they put in this scene because mark hamill had apparently suffered some sort of a an injury like in a car crash or something
1: yeah it was a pretty severe car accident back in the day
0: so apparently they wrote in this scene to sort of explain any sort of facial changes from that so they had him get attacked by the wampa i think it's called Mm
1: -hmm. you are correct sir
0: which i thought was really interesting that they would go into that detail just to explain like i i don't think i would have even noticed (laughs) it's just interesting that they thought that that was important enough to explain
1: oh yeah well you look at his face like you compare his face like in a new hope i mean he was handsome and not that he wasn't handsome after but he Mm -hmm. suffered some pretty severe um scarring to his face yeah.
0: So, I think knowing knowing about it, I notice, but if if I'd never read that, I don't think it would have even crossed my mind. Oh no,
1: that's fair. And it is definitely something like from a modern perspective, like we kind of know what Luke Camel looks like now, but you go back at that time. Camel. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Luke Camel. <laughs> Best of both names? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but you go back, I, I would assume it would be like looking at, you know, like Ryan Reynolds and you see his vestige, vestige and stuff and then, you know, he goes away and something happens and then he shows up in his next movie and his face is all, you know, scarred to heck. I mean, I, yeah. I think that in retrospective, it's easier to look back and say, oh, well, you know, Mark Hamill always kind of looked like that. But knowing, especially yeah. the heartthrob status that he kind of had before he, you know, when he played A New Hope i think that would definitely change your perspective of things
0: it probably would i think i probably didn't notice just because i'm used to what he looks like
1: yeah i mean we're looking back you know 15 years versus you know at the time but yeah no understood so makes sense and you know everyone points it out so i think you do like you say it's more attention drawn to it as well so
0: yeah and i like that when han goes back they're keeping up the story from the first one with him still needing to pay off job of the hut and i like how that's a thread that they follow through to the end oh, yeah. they they put a lot of detail into these films that i feel like especially thinking about other films of the time they technically didn't need to mm-hmm. because you could just make an adventure film and do whatever you wanted and not really care about the script but I really liked how they kept that thread and then had it follow through from the first movie all the way to Return of the Jedi.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and and then to start with, you know, they they did a New Hope at the you know at the time it was just called Star Wars, but they didn't know they were going to make a second one. So I think they, they knowing that, you know, and and I think Luke's or I, uh, God, I'm doing it again. <laughs> I think George Lucas, you know, he is a guy that for his inability in some areas to write dialogue and things like yeah. that. He is incredibly good at like big picture. Yes. You know, the, I mean, at one point, the, the thing that, you know, the, the, the story arc from movies one through nine, he had a plan, he had a layout, mm-hmm. he had an overarching story, he had smaller arcs and that to tell a good story, you need those. I mean, you could make an mm-hmm. adventure film, but it, I don't think it had the impact if you didn't have those little details the things that do come back around. And mm-hmm. even if it's just in one offline and then you pull that back in and go, well, we can use this. And then in this movie we can pull this in and, you know, it does keep, you know, the, the, everything makes sense. And it's uh, continu- or continuity and such.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I feel like for as much rewrites as they did, as they went along, I feel like the fact that he had a story in place is one thing that really has helped his original six hold oh, yeah. together really well and i i know that that just recently there was some headlines about jj J. abrams coming out talking about kind of wishing that they'd done that with the sequel trilogy and i do feel like that is one thing that the sequel trilogy could have benefited from was having somebody oh, yeah. who would map out something even if they don't follow it perfectly because they definitely didn't follow his no. perfectly
1: no they <laughs> that, didn't. that
0: would have helped a lot
1: well in any good and not to tangent, but that is, you could take all the problems of the sequel trilogy and boil them all back to the fact that there wasn't an overarching Mm storyline. And as someone that's done those kind of series, it's the fact that there wasn't something. I mean, Mm -hmm. JJ Abrams is not a newbie director. The fact that, and maybe Mm -hmm. from that perspective, he didn't know, or he didn't have clearance or who knows, there could be a million reasons. But the thing that brought down the sequel trilogy above anything else, at least to me, was that lack of an overall storyline like mm-hmm. and i know different directors didn't help but you're being whiplashed from one end of the spectrum to the other and then back again there's i mean it suffered the story lost a lot because of that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm not even one who like fully dislikes the sequel trilogy but i see a lot of the flaws and that's the biggest one.
1: Oh yeah well and it has its good moments it's not like yeah. there is a lot of redeeming about it there's a lot of good stuff but it could have been something more coherent and it would have helped overall i mean you're still going to get folks that are going to you know downplay the other pieces of it but that specifically i think across the board if you ask most star wars fans or people that have at least seen all 3 you're going to run across that as being one of the biggest problems
0: mhm definitely okay back to the main movie <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> where were we talking about oh yeah
0: so han is preparing to leave and leia doesn't really want him to go but this is where they're they're still in there they're kind of fighting a lot even though you can tell there's something between them
1: oh it's love fighting that's that's (laughs) all it is there's you know she's gonna punch him in the face and they're gonna make out so (laughs) they don't but they should so (laughs)
0: Uh, they have some lines in here that i i like when she says that he asks if if she's afraid that he'll leave without giving her a goodbye kiss and she says (laughs) i just as soon kiss a wookie and he comes back with i can arrange that
1: (laughs) the banter between them is and i don't know i mean i think they got on pretty well on set like all all of the main characters seem like they had really good chemistry but Mm -hmm. those two they play off each other really well that there is a lot of of good back and forth, whether you're talking the banter, you can tell they're having a good time, you know, despite uh, Harrison Ford wanting to get off a Star Wars set and having to wait several movies to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's preparing to leave and the droids come to tell him that no one has heard from Luke. So he decides to take a Tauntaun out despite the cold, because apparently at night it gets so much colder to the point where they don't even think Luke is going to survive the night.
1: Right. It's like Antarctica, basically.
0: Yeah. So, Luke is hanging upside down in a cave, and this is where you see his apparently newly scarred face, which it healed very fast. If, it, if they're trying to explain <laughs> the, the car wreck scars with this scene, he healed pretty well.
1: Uh, force powers! Because <laughs> the force can heal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, the wampas over <laughs> across the cave, messily eating. <laughs> and this is... This and, like, the, the scene in A New Hope with the arm chopping. This is probably, like, the first instances of gore that I ever saw <laughs> as, oh,
1: wow. when I was
0: younger. Like, we we didn't watch a whole lot of stuff <laughs> like no, that at can. all when I, when I was younger. So, this... Even though I loved these movies, these were probably, like, my least favorite parts where, like, an arm was severed.
1: <laughs> it does seem to be a reoccurring theme with these movies. Like, you know, Count Dooku lost his arm. Um, I can't think of his name. It's, it's like it's like,
0: it's like I have a bad feeling about this. It's one of those things that seems like it has to happen <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> got to lose an arm.
1: <laughs> you get, to, like, down to the last five minutes of a Star Wars movie. Huh, no one's lost an arm yet. Ah, yeah! oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to have as a like running gag.
1: It, it kind of is and it's um but I suppose if you're gonna have it happen, I mean, lightsabers and 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 well, I guess it's always lightsabers. yeah. lightsabers yeah. are a good way to do it, I mean, yeah. You know, it, it's better than chopping off somebody's head, I guess. <laughs>
0: that sometimes happens too, but the arms yeah. are the most likely to happen.
1: I mean, if you had yourself a laser sword capable of, you know, melting through a, a solid metal door, I mean, what would be the first thing you would do? I mean, <laughs> chopping off someone's arm should be in your top five.
0: <laughs> uh, probably not mine.
1: <laughs> eh, point taken. Unless maybe. it was like
0: an evil person attacking me, maybe.
1: Yeah, and you don't really see those in this neck of the woods all that often, so.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was tangency. <laughs>
0: One thing that I kind of have found interesting about this is Mark Hamill does not like this scene.
1: Eh, I mean, it's not... He acted fine. I, I could see... I mean, it's not anything great. It's well, not terrible, though.
0: He he has said in recent years that they never told him that he was going to be cutting off the Wampa's arm. And uh-huh. he feels sad about it. <laughs> He's 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 like, this this thing was it was just looking for a meal, and he just caught me because he was hungry. He didn't he didn't need to have his arm chopped off.
1: <laughs> well, you know, in that poor, and I'm assuming that the Wampa was was probably like a Jim Henson Studio creation. So yeah, he did he did off a of Muppet Muppet basically,
0: <laughs> or at least debilitate it.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I mean, hell, I I, I would. Now that you want to anything to lose its arm but i would rather the wampa have kept his arm than you know the the one dude in in the cantina <laughs> i can't think of his name it's gonna drive me nuts um there's actually total random tangent but um if you've ever seen robot chicken there's <laughs> this whole thing they do star wars specials and they're hilarious but they have um one where they show that guy what was his name as a a cause no, what is it it's as a something or another but um, he's an architect, and he's drawn, and he's doing all this stuff. Goes out with his buddy for a drink, and then loses his arm. And then he's trying to draw as an architect, and he can't do it anymore. And, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I think I've seen some clips of the robot chicken Star Wars. I haven't seen that.
1: Oh, the emperor stuff is like the best stuff ever. Like it is just, yeah, highly suggested.
0: <laughs> so Luke escapes and he sees ben obi-wan and he tells him that he needs to go to dagobah to find yoda and then he's collapsed and then han finds him and this is probably for me at the time was one of the grossest things i'd ever seen
1: (laughs) can imagine (laughs) i remember seeing it that way too and it's just like oh yeah yeah definitely although funny point so this is actually apparently based like the idea of, of cutting open an animal and shoving someone inside apparently it's um a native american thing that they did or at least was considered a thing to do
0: that sounds right i feel like i've heard that before
1: yeah i, mean, I can see it you know if you if you want to keep warm i mean yeah dude was um wandering and it got really cold and i don't know if he killed a bear or what it was but yeah he mm-hmm. cut it open and shoved himself inside to stay warm so yeah i mean it's you're it makes by sense <laughs> it's a glory it's 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 a it's a juicy um sleeping bag
0: yeah <laughs> they've actually made a sleeping bag that looks like a tauntaun and when you unzip it it looks like the guts that came out
1: oh i'm not surprised <laughs> there's there's um there's, there's a there's a star wars um uh toaster thing like or sorry waffle maker like it 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 makes death star shaped waffles yeah <laughs>
0: There's so much Star Wars merch. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> you could probably Both legal just and anything. Oh
0: yeah, of course. <laughs> now I kind of want Star Wars waffles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too now. Damn it.
0: <laughs> so then, of course, you get Han's iconic line. I thought they smelled bad on the outside.
1: <laughs> it's a good line and very quotable.
0: It's very memorable.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: <laughs> so they're found the next day. They get back to the base, and Luke gets put into a Bacta tank, which ah, is back-to-tank. like the Star Wars hospital thing. Yeah, it's,
1: like, it's basically a cure all. Like, and you know, as long as you're not dead, it'll cure you.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a cool idea, and I I like that they kind of use them off and on again in other things too. Yeah.
1: Well, they I remember them being in the original, or the extended universe um, books. But they always described it, and obviously it'd be difficult to do, being that when it was done, but it was the one, the way they described it in the books was um, a really kind of sticky uh, red substance as compared to a see-through white su- or clear substance.
0: Hmm. Okay. Like, you didn't want to be
1: dum- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I,
0: I was just going to say, they probably went with the see-through stuff because it probably looks better on screen.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and red really doesn't make think good things generally.
0: No, yeah, that would kind of seem like he's in a vat of blood or something.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be so good. Although it would get the vampires in the audience pretty excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they're back at the base, and then you get more Han and Leia back and forth. (laughs) Uh, I I wrote down a few of my favorites. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then of course Chewie's laughing and he says laugh it up fuzzball
1: oh yeah oh and i remember that i think it was at this point when Chewie is repairing the ship and they're trying to start evacuating because the emperor is or the the empire is coming towards them there yeah. was um there was footage that released of that like of the the yeah fort. and it was like you had peter may mayhew um talking to han and so his responses uh-huh. are actually responses to what peter mayhew was saying yeah i thought that was really neat
0: yeah i saw that clip and i was like now i kind of want like a whole cut of the movie where you can hear what he's saying like you understand Chewie. oh yeah
1: <laughs> well i just put on you know closed captioning for catch Ke- or for wookiee and you're good to go
0: <laughs> is that a thing that should be a thing
1: it should be it's like klingon you know it should be taught in schools
0: (laughs) they could make a a cut or like a closed captioning add-on that translates all the alien languages
1: oh yeah it could be like a babble fish from uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that'd be the way to do it
0: (laughs) yeah and then of course during that whole scene i what i think is probably the most iconic line why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder?
1: Who's scruffy-looking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I want to know what a nerf is, and and where oh, are they herded?
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. It's like a, it's, it's not a cow, but it's kind of like a cow or like a sheep. Like it's very, I remember reading it. Like they they were on some planet. I think it was like Dantooine or something like that. Had nerfs.
0: Okay, that shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> now I want to see them. I hope they're in some sort of expanded media somewhere.
1: Oh, I'm sure they and are. if they're
0: not, they need to be. I think this is, like, the first Han and Leia kiss as well.
1: I think so too, yeah. Well, no, because you've also got Luke and Leia in this. Is that still coming up?
0: I think so. But this is the first between Han and Leia. Right. Yeah. Luke and Leia, that takes on <laughs> new 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 insights looking backwards after you get to Return to Ancestr-
1: the Ancestral insights.
0: <laughs> At least but, they didn't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no. It's not yeah, like it was exactly. on purpose. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, and that's the thing, you know, you can, they, they, there's always that, okay, did Lucas mean for them to be siblings or did he not? Like, this would indicate that he didn't expect or didn't plan on them being no. siblings. But yeah. then you look at other, like, there's other areas where they say he totally meant them to because of, you know, this scene, that scene, and the other scene. So who's right? You know, where where does it fall?
0: I'm going to go with just from the movies purely. He didn't intend for the movie be siblings. Because, like, there's so much of them is like, why would he even, why would he have planned it this way and then done it this way? Right. Agreed. Like, why would you want them to like have a thing almost or at least her using him to make han jealous if you're gonna reveal that they're siblings later on
1: i I wouldn't do it that way for sure no agreed (laughs) i mean even looking at the idea that it was a slightly different era that still doesn't
0: mean yeah yeah
1: i would almost think it would be harder then because of that point so yeah
0: yeah Anyways, at this point, this is where they discover the probe droid and realize that the Empire probably knows that they're there and they start evacuating.
1: Yes. And in in this part, I absolutely love that C-3PO says, I recognize six million or I understand six million forms of communication. And these are not, you know, these are not any of the codes or any of the languages used by the Rebellion. It's just like well that's that's pretty obvious can you can you tell us what they say i mean <laughs> you're supposed to know this stuff but just like the way it comes out and the way he says it like he's like that guy that like looks at a potato and goes well that's clearly not a form of meat you know it's like that kind of thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if he's fluent in six million maybe this was the six million once that he just hadn't learned yet
1: that's very possible that's very possible but he doesn't you know for all the years that he exists <laughs> he doesn't try and better himself by learning, you know, an additional 50 or 60,000 forms of communication.
0: He just hadn't downloaded that update yet.
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, I suppose, you know, when you're running, you know, from the Empire and then, or, you know, from evil beings when you're first created and then the Empire and everything in between, I suppose you don't really have time to learn any new anything new.
0: Mm-hmm. While they're evacuating, you get a scene in space with Vader. And Vader is sure that the readings from the probe droid show that that's where they are. He knows that's where Skywalker is. And you have this character who I never knew his name, but I figured it out for this. His name is Admiral ozzle well,
1: Can you imagine having that name? I mean...
0: <laughs> There's a lot of names in Star Wars. It's like, can you imagine having that
1: name? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Admiral ozzle does not believe that that's where the rebels are.
1: Right. And poor guy. R. I. P. He ends up coming yeah. out too close to the planet. He's detected and then he ends up dead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then he's the one who the the line is iconic, but he doesn't use his name, so he's not remembered, but it's you have failed me for the last time, Admiral.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and thus goes the wrath of Vader. Yes, that happens a lot. Like their upper <laughs> management, like it's one of one of the few places where you wouldn't want advancement.
0: No, <laughs> I do not want this raise. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, but but we insist. I've been here five days. I don't have enough experience to be an admiral. I'll oh, do great.
0: <laughs> yes, I think I think the guy who is put in charge. I think his name is Captain Piet. I tried to write yep. these down.
1: Yep, he becomes admiral at some point because he plays a rather large role in um later star wars books or the expanded universe books
0: okay so the rebels are sending out transport ships and they're trying to get everybody out past the star destroyer because they have a lot of people there that aren't fighting i'm sure it's probably like the cooks and the janitors and stuff
1: yeah all the <laughs> civil servant type folks and i'm sure probably like the the texts and all that stuff mm-hmm. people so that maintain
0: yeah so they're trying to get all them out and in the meantime they're sending out fighters and the imperial walkers are coming the 8080s
1: oh yeah first appearance of those yes. um they were actually inspired by the walking machines in war of the worlds really yeah
0: i've never heard that before that's interesting
1: according to imdb and you know you can say some stuff in imdb is a little wonky but i think most of the star wars stuff is pretty right on and the walking I mean, it makes patterns, sense yeah and the walking patterns of elephants were studied to make the movements as realistic as possible
0: that makes sense too yeah, yeah. so where do you fall on the pronunciation of atat? <laughs> Because that's another thing that Star Wars fans will endlessly debate oh, is yeah. it ATAT or is it at at
1: I think you have to do it being that both are capitalized I think you have to go at because you don't call you don't call the little chicken walkers you don't call them you know at stats they're atSTs
0: yes that's so, how I feel
1: I mean I, I suppose you could do at ats but that just it sounds goofy <laughs> it like, does
0: to me too. The the thing that kind of bugs me though is like on the official Star Wars YouTube channel they pronounce it Adats. Really? Like all all the people like behind the scenes stuff they pronounce it Adats and I'm like, I I've never I had never that had never even occurred to me to read it as Adat. Right. I didn't I like I didn't even know about the debate for years. Like in my head it was just eighty eighty. Right. Because they're both capitalized. It there's the ATST. It just makes sense that it would be the eighty eighty. But apparently there's this whole group of people that call it adats, and I'd never heard that before.
1: But you know, I think to some extent there's gonna be a group for everything. Like Leah versus Le- like Leia versus Leah. I mean, I'm trying to think what one that was in. Wasn't it um before they went before like the, the build up to the uh Battle of Endor? Like when they get the plans it's The one guy is like Admiral or, uh, you know, Princess Leia instead of Princess Leia. I guarantee there are people that call her Leia as compared to Leia.
0: I suppose. I mean, you can get that in real life with people. Like, there's different ways to pronounce different names, and some people will either intentionally or not mispronounce different people's names. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay.
1: Just to be different. That's why they do it.
0: so luke is out in the battle as well and apparently i don't think i ever realized that his co-pilot is killed
1: oh yeah like, for some
0: guy. reason the first time i saw this i just thought that he was knocked out <laughs> and <laughs> i don't think i realized until like a long time later oh he's dead
1: yeah he got barbecued <laughs> like, yeah. yeah poor guy and i don't know like and actually the dude's name was dak and it's like i don't know i'm sure that there's something around dak that probably like well this guy is gonna die five minutes after we meet him so you know just call him dak like someone's ex-boyfriend or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> and while all this is going on i think luke had instructed them to prep him an x-wing with r2 and i don't know how much the rebellion knew that he was planning to leave because I think it was kind of a secret, I think, and I'm not even sure, did R2 know? Because I feel like there was like some dialogue about R2 being surprised that they're not joining yeah. them later on.
1: Well, I think that, because you really didn't get any... I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was only Luke that knew. I think he was scheduled to go someplace, at least by the novelization, if I remember correctly. He was supposed to rendezvous wherever, but then he ends up yeah. going to Dagobah instead. See, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure no one knew where he was going
0: yeah so anyways they're prepping him a ship thinking that he's going to be joining them but he has other plans yes and while all that's happening too han is trying to leave but things happen leia and c-3po end up having to join him and he's bragging about a ship and she has another hilarious line someday you're going to be wrong and i just hope i'm there to see it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's such a great line well and again they just there's so many, they didn't have to go out of their way to be funny. They just, yeah. you know, the way, the delivery of the lines, the simple, you know, if you if you weren't paying attention, you'd probably miss the fact of that it was funny. Like, they mm-hmm. didn't have to like, you know, set everything up, you know, like, knock-knock kind of thing, so no, mm-hmm. it was cool.
0: And also, while all this is happening, you get more stuff with Luke out on the the battlefield and doing the iconic roping around the legs with the mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, like a yeah, it's grappling a hook or something.
1: Yeah, it's like a harpoon type of a thing.
0: Yeah, but I, I always, everybody likes that scene. That's the one of the best scenes. So clever, just way to take them down.
1: Oh, very much so. Well, and it was, yeah, it goes to show what Luke was able to do, despite not being brought up in a military tradition, mm-hmm. and the way the way he uses the lightsaber, like even not necessarily being at all trained. Um, he uses his lightsaber to take one down. I mean, that in itself, you know, Mm -hmm. massive props, I'm sure, you know, because I'm sure he probably went down in history like, oh, there's the guy that took down an entire AT-AT, not AT-AT, with, you (laughs) know, (laughs) with just a lightsaber and a, a, you know, grappling hook or whatever.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So everybody is trying to escape and you have C-3PO talking about the odds of them being able to escape, and Han says to Leia, you said you wanted to be around when I made a mistake. This could be it, sweetheart. (laughs) I take it back.
1: (laughs) It goes to show, be careful what you ask for, because you might get it. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you have them trying to escape by going into an asteroid field, and they fly into a cave inside an asteroid which you eventually find out is not just a cave
1: right we and we get our first appearance of minox which are freaking awesome they're so scary <laughs> i i about pooped my pants when i saw that for the first time
0: <laughs> they're like a little suction cup bat
1: yeah yeah they're, they're like uh like a sucker fish but with wings <laughs> and leia's like response to that like I, I i love to think and i have no confirmation of this but i love to think that just like they, they put a puppet up there real quick and that's genuinely carrie fisher's reaction <laughs>
0: I mean that would be a good way to get a genuine startled reaction out of someone.
1: Oh yeah, definitely so. Actually, so you know the asteroid field. Yeah. It, there's a couple potatoes in there, like they. <laughs> like I'm looking here. Let's see. Um, yeah, it's one of the asteroids is a potato. Um, when the Millennium Falcon enters the fields, two two asteroids travel from the top left and the bottom right corner of the screen. Just after the second asteroid leaves the screen a third one appears in the top left corner and it's a potato hmm. i have no idea why i just i thought that was Well, funny. i
0: mean i guess they could make good asteroid stand-ins
1: oh definitely
0: <laughs> they're kind of asteroidy looking themselves
1: that they are the bigger question is are actual asteroids made of potato materials <laughs>
0: I guess we'll have to land on one and see if we can eat it.
1: Nice. I'll bring the fryer. You bring the, <laughs> you bring the seasonings.
0: Okay. So while all that's going on, Luke and R2 end up on Dagobah. And R2 falls into the swamp and is eaten by something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that so much when he's just like tootling around in the water and Luke's telling him to get out. And he's just like, you know, doo 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 <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's so great oh god and it's uninte- Like it's, it's funny but it's not like you know laugh your butt off it's just it's there to be amusing and I love yeah, it it's
0: just a cute little character moment
1: yeah exactly like at his heart of hearts you know R2D2 is a little goofy guy
0: <laughs> yes I love R2D2 oh he's great I, I need like a remote control R2D2
1: I think you should
0: there's a lot of little cute droids that I would like to have <laughs> Star Wars is full of little droids I love them all. I even like the little mouse droids.
1: (laughs) I was just going to ask if you wanted to get a mouse droid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's, I probably, I'm sure I talked about this to somebody. It's probably in the last Star Wars podcast, but on the Star Wars YouTube channel, on their Star Wars show, like where they talk, like they do interviews and stuff, Mm -hmm. they sometimes will have this recurring little gag with a mouse droid that they've made up for the show and the mouse droid's name is cheese
1: oh that's cute <laughs> and
0: he, he even got a little cameo in the mandalorian
1: oh that's really neat oh my god how cool
0: i think it was on the prison ship there's a little mouse droid and i think that that was cheese
1: nice that is really cool the only one i'm not a massive fan of so you've got bb-8 and then there's like in uh rise of skywalker there's the little droid that accompanies him looks like a megaphone with like one wheel yeah I'm not a massive it's, he's okay i just i don't i don't know he, he's yeah give me bb8 give me r2d2 <laughs> that's all i need and then the garbage the garbage can monster or the garbage can droid
0: the gonk droids
1: <laughs> yes I, I want one of those i just i want him to walk around and then i want to like burn his feet with you know with a red hot poker hear him go ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the new show star wars the bad batch the follow-up to clone wars mm-hmm. one of the clones wrecker he they have a gonk droid on their ship and he uses it like he bench presses the gonk droid <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's so cool
0: <laughs> there's multiple episodes where he'll just like be in the background just lifting the gonk droid
1: <laughs> you know that makes sense I, if you're going to do anything with them because i don't know that they hold much other you know purpose other than you know comic relief
0: Yeah, I really don't know what the gonk droids are for.
1: I think that they just had like five bucks left in their bot budget, and they're like, hey, we need one more bot. Just go find us something cheap. And they found a garbage can and just brought it back and gave some guy five bucks for it and tossed on a pair of boots for feet and called it a day.
0: Yeah, cut some holes in the bottom of this garbage can and put a kid in it.
1: (laughs) There there you go. I can't balance it. Oh, who cares? Just stand there. You're going to spend most of your time upside down anyway.
0: (laughs) he fell over oh well leave it in (laughs)
1: exactly oh a strong breeze pushed him over Eh, whatever (laughs) sand got inside
0: (laughs) there's a scene where the admiral is telling vader that they've lost the falcon in the asteroid field and vader says something like he wants the ship not excuses and i think that's around the time where you see his scarred head
1: yeah i think so too because they report back that they're unable to find him and then you see the one admiral guy like like putting his finger in his collar and kind of nervously Mm -hmm. um but actually there's some cool trivia with that so again talking about the sound design um so the meditation chamber when when it opens it's a recording of a whole block of alcatraz cell doors slamming shut hmm and then the shot of his, or the the sound of his helmet being lowered onto his body, is the sound of someone putting their hand over a vacuum tube while it's still sucking.
0: Oh, I could I could hear that, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Interesting. I'd never heard that about Alcatraz.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought that was really neat. It's kind of, I mean, like the sound of. I'm trying to think. They use the sound of like um. It's a it's a combination of sounds, but like, the the one wire off of um off of a. Uh, electric pole that runs down to the ground I'm guessing to hold it in place. Mm-hmm. They they strummed that and there was some other stuff I've put together and I'm pretty sure that's the sound of a lightsaber like like when they turn on a lightsaber. I'm pretty sure I that's... think I
0: I think I heard there's like a TV an old tube TV sound mixed in there as well.
1: Right. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's just the sound mixing on this on yeah. these movies. And you think yeah. They didn't they didn't have, you know, they couldn't set up a keep like you know they had keyboards but they went out and found the sounds in the world that worked and mixed them together like the foresight and the creative thinking to be able to do that is astonishing
0: yeah yeah the sounds the sounds on star wars are basically iconic at this point they were they were kind of geniuses in their field
1: oh yeah well when you think about at the time you know it was not low budget by any stretch but they had to stretch everything I mean, and more so with the original one than with, you know, they still had to struggle with this one, but it wasn't the struggle that the first one was. Mm -hmm. I think I read the budget for this um, $18 million production, and it was all bankrolled by by George Lucas.
0: Yeah, because nobody believed in it at the time.
1: Exactly. Which you'd think if you scored with your first one and made it that big of a hit. Sometimes
0: people need to see more before they believe in something.
1: That is true. That is very, very true.
0: So, this is about the time where we finally meet Yoda. Yay! Who, he's really one of my favorite characters. Oh,
1: and yeah. He's just, he kicks butt.
0: Part of that has to do with the fact that he's he's basically a Muppet. And I love puppets.
1: <laughs> well, and the, the iconic Frank Oz did yes. all the work on him. I mean, I think they said it was actually like a four-person puppet job, but mm. obviously Frank Oz did the voice and Um, They said that his actual appearance was modeled after the guy that designed him, so like partially was based on his face, and then partially, like, his eyes especially, were based off of Albert Einstein's. Hmm. Which, I mean, you can take inspiration from a lot of stuff, so.
0: I think I could kind of see that. I'm trying to think about pictures I've seen of Einstein and Yoda. I think I could see that a little bit. That's an interesting way to design a character like that.
1: Very much so. But you think about, you know, Einstein was very much a very kind of, not goofy, but a very kind of fun loving guy, despite all of the wisdom and what he had done. I mean, Mm -hmm. he does kind of have that same background, like, not that you knew that in, you know, Empire, but, you know, he could have stopped Anakin Skywalker from destroying everything. And just like Albert Einstein, you know, had a hand in creating the bomb there was that that kind of juxtaposition of you know happy-go-lucky and deep sorrow
0: Mm. yeah that makes perfect sense then yeah
1: yeah but at the time obviously that wasn't part of yoda's lore but that i mean not that it foreshadows (laughs) but it kind of foreshadows
0: yeah Yeah. i wonder how much of that george lucas had planned because he had some things planned i wonder if he had planned how much yoda would have been involved in the fall of the jedi
1: that's a good question i i don't know well, and it would have been interesting to see, like, what he had, like, what the overall, like, outline was for all for all nine movies. Yeah,
0: I would I mean, to find out. It would be oh, really yeah. interesting.
1: It would be. Well, I mean, and you started out with, you know, Luke Skywalker, Killer being yeah. the main guy.
0: It would be kind of interesting if years down the road, somebody, like, turns the original scripts into movies. Like that would be. Glorified fan fiction.
1: yeah. <laughs> you'd have to get some real copyright like allowances yeah. for that stuff but it would be interesting
0: it would be re- i mean i love alternate universe stuff that would be a really interesting exploration
1: very very the alternate
0: true. star wars
1: yes leia is a blonde and not a brunette <laughs>
0: I love Yoda's interactions with R two. Oh, he's <laughs> so great! The little fight they have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen? Um, oh, what is it? Bad. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the actual channel.
0: Bad lip reading.
1: Yes, the 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 yes. single can song. Oh I, I my god! I love those
0: songs. I love those, them so those much. Those songs too. go through my head when I'm watching these now. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that's all i could think when i was rewatching empire was when when uh yoda was was hitting r2 it's like seagulls stop it now
0: yes i (laughs) love those songs
1: there was a tiny little stick (laughs) (laughs) the stick had a child (laughs) oh
0: it's
1: so good oh I think that's probably besides Robot Chicken. That's probably like my favorite piece of um, like Star Wars like fan fan service.
0: <laughs> that would be a good idea for a podcast too. T- trying to find all the different media that has like officially spoofed Star Wars.
1: Oh yeah, well, like with
0: with George Lucas's blessing, because there is kind of a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Like he actually appears in Robot Chicken at one point
0: okay um
1: the one the one character uh he's kind of a nerd um he comes to comic-con dressed as a tauntaun and uh george lucas is um chased down by all these like rabid fans and he jumps on the nerds back as a tauntaun and they ride off into the sunset <laughs> oh god where do we leave off i can't remember
0: talking about yoda
1: oh yeah yeah oh yeah yoda was great like the way he plays kind of the fool and then the way that Luke responds it kind of goes you know what I can't train this guy he's he's too Mm -hmm. focused and and not like all the all the excuses like oh he's too old oh well I was I was a little older oh well you know too impetuous do you remember what I was like when you trained me like every single thing it was like a married couple squabbling
0: (laughs) yeah I really like Yoda in both forms like the goofy playful ridiculous Yoda Mm -hmm and then the serious quiet contemplative Yoda
1: yeah I read a thing where uh, Mark Hamill had to pet his, head, pet his head 16 times on the ceiling of, of the hut before the director <laughs> was satisfied can you imagine
0: uh, I would get annoyed at that point I was like really yeah. you couldn't just use the first take
1: yeah, the look on your face wasn't quite right You need you to do it again
0: well, it's really not going to be right when i'm glaring at you doing exactly. this over and over and over
1: <laughs> when i lose my ability to think straight because i will have given myself a concussion then you know maybe maybe <laughs> then not so much um it's actually really interesting because it wasn't clear if 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 alec guinness was going to come back to be obi-wan so he came and did one day of work and he was there from eight thirty in the morning until one in the afternoon And he got paid a quarter of a percentage of the movie's gross, which ended up being, like, millions of bucks. Mm. Can you imagine? Wow. Six hours work. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
1: I mean, rolling in the dough.
0: (laughs) Really, yeah. That's gotta be the most... Well, probably not the most money that someone ever earned in that amount of time. No, I'm sure, um, like, Jeff Bezos and everybody, those <laughs> kind of people earn more. But for, like, a normal person, that's probably so, some of the most money that everybody anyone has ever earned for just oh, yeah. six hours of work.
1: Exactly. And appearing in, well, the the Hoth scene, and then, what, a few minutes here of this, and then a little bit of voiceover? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow
1: poor luke was hitting his head like nobody's business and you know getting concussions and stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) so we have more back on the millennium falcon with han and leia fighting flirting and you have c-3po communicating with the ship and talking about it having a peculiar dialect
1: I imagine it swore like a sailor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that scene kind of has new connotations now after Solo. Oh, yeah. Thinking about what, what happened there.
1: Oh, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Regardless of what you've heard, make sure to check out Solo.
0: Everybody talks bad about Solo. I love Solo. I have a few issues with it, but I love the movie as a whole.
1: See, I, I think it's probably more just the all the drama like it's like the 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 2016 ghostbusters you know it's more like the build-up of the behind the scenes and the actual thing itself and so it, it changes the perspective of a lot of people without really mm. meaning to or needing to it could be i'm sure that at least accounts for some of it,
0: it probably yeah. it also probably is just people who don't want to see something a new interpretation of something they already love
1: oh yeah and that's true of a lot of stuff. I mean, that's that's a good chunk of extreme Star Wars fans.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Enough to say that there's not some validity to that, but I think definitely anything that doesn't fit within that cultural norm that they knew, you know, it does affect things.
0: We also get a scene in here of Vader being summoned to talk to the Emperor. Oh, yeah. And the Emperor telling vader that luke is the son of anakin skywalker
1: gasp (laughs) and
0: vader i don't he he asked them how it can be true he doesn't know like as far as he knew like i guess i don't know how much they had planned for of the backstory but as far as he knew his kids were dead mm
1: -hmm. and and all they ever all they ever really say i mean all that care or all that anyone really talks about their backstory in that respect is that um like leia remembers her mother being incredibly sad and that's mm-hmm. kind of it
0: Mhm. which now that we've seen the original series i question how she remembered that but it's I'm sure one probably, of the things that i'm willing to forgive
1: yeah i'm sure they probably chalk it up to force you know like yeah like, you know
0: i mean that's you kind of have to <laughs>
1: yeah oh absolutely i mean technically
0: she was strong in the force so
1: yeah and not that you ever want to say because force but ultimately you kind of have to say because force yeah
0: yeah Yeah. there's there's a lot of things that a lot of people could really pick apart with star wars but oh yeah it's i'm willing to forgive a lot
1: (laughs) no agreed and i think you do have to suspend disbelief to some extent
0: Mm Mm-hmm. and the scene ultimately ends with them talking about wanting to turn Luke to the dark side and join them. And Vader says that he will join us or die.
1: Yes. He's my son, gosh darn it! He's gonna follow in daddy's footsteps.
0: (laughs) And then you get more scenes at Yoda's house and Yoda messing with him, (laughs) (laughs) talking to Obi-Wan, and (laughs) you get the scene... (laughs) that uh, it's not supposed to be funny but when luke says that he won't fail him he's not afraid and yoda says oh you will be you will be (laughs) (laughs) i kind of find that funny
1: i don't think it's supposed to be well and i think it's that because luke is very very reckless i mean for whatever you think about luke one way or the other he's not like the stalwart you know traditional hero that you'd want or expect you know he is very temperamental, he's very you know mm-hmm. spontaneous, kind of does his own thing without thinking, and he's like, oh yeah, I can I can beat this you know whatever but mm-hmm. no nah, that that's definitely that kind of reinforces that so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like yeah, it's like youthful abandon or whatever,
0: yeah, so back at the Millennium Falcon, this is where we get the Minox scene and they go out to investigate. And everything is moist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. The, the rock doesn't feel like rock.
0: Yes. They <laughs> they shoot a Minoc and everything starts moving. So they run back inside and they take off. And they're apparently inside some sort of a giant toothy worm thing. Yes,
1: it's a space worm
0: yes I, I i really like the idea of there being worms inside asteroids
1: oh yeah i mean makes sense so, you know if you're gonna have a worm any place in outer space i would say that a, an asteroid is probably the right place to have them
0: uh-huh. and this is another thing that people like to pick apart like in within the star wars universe there are things that live in space and space technically does not have an atmosphere but like i i don't care (laughs) i think it's cool to have living things out in space
1: i mean in space there shouldn't be sound either but no one seems to have an issue with a tie fighter screaming around so yeah people need to calm their faces
0: yeah Uh, i'll just pretend that there's air in star wars as space
1: yeah there you go totally it's a separate universe totally different plane of existence (laughs) i do love when they say that the that the cave is collapsing it's like clearly the cave isn't collapsing that's a clue that's a that's definitely yeah. not a collapsing cave
0: that's a mouth shutting
1: yes yes that's like you when you eat a cheeseburger <laughs> not you specifically but you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I just realized, uh, further down in my notes, because the next scene is the, the Luke being trained, and I ha- i just have the lyrics from that song written in my notes: <laughs> "Run, run, jump and run. I can be your backpack while you run." <laughs> It's been then, like a month since I wrote these notes, so I'd forgotten no, that I did no, that. No,
1: that's okay. That's well <laughs> worth it. Like, that was great, walking back into that. <laughs> Best thing ever.
0: <laughs> and after the training montage.
1: Oh, yeah. What we needed could... is, like, I have a tiger level music. <laughs>
0: Or run, run, jump and run, I can hear Backpack while you run. That'd
1: be be
0: hilarious if somebody did the movie and cut those songs in.
1: Oh, totally. (laughs) Well, they should have been there to start with. I mean, regarded, it came out 40 years before the movie, but that's not (laughs) not the point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, after this training, you get the scene with, I'm not really sure what it is, like some sort of an dark side cave or something
1: oh yeah yeah that it's really interesting that part
0: yeah it's one of those things that i don't really understand but i think it's cool it's it's like in last jedi the the other cave Uh, it's probably supposed to be something similar i don't really understand what's going on but i think it's it looks cool
1: it's basically luke facing his fears facing since he came face to face with with Vader once, that has become, and he kind of struck down his Jedi master at the time. So, I'm, you know, there's a lot of complex feelings towards Vader and whatnot. And he's facing mm-hmm. the worst version of what Luke could be. I mean, that mm-hmm. is the dark side of himself. So that's the worst thing he could be would be to be Vader. So,
0: yeah. It also might be foreshadowing his parentage a bit.
1: Oh, yeah, very much so. Well, and then he, they said that, you know, and I think it was in the novelization or some place I heard. It's a place that does weird stuff, like not even Yoda really goes in there.
0: Hmm. I also think it's kind of interesting that in this whole scene, you get like actual animals like lizards and snakes and things. Mm-hmm. Which they have of course retconned as to be Some sort of Star Wars lizard And Star Wars snake but I just think it's interesting that they used A a real creature and they didn't even (laughs) Like paint it a different color Or something
1: Well and in that environment how would you you Repaint it as such where you'd actually notice I mean you'd have to paint it bright pink To really get the idea of what it's supposed To be I would think
0: Yeah and really It makes more sense to have them be the colors That they are anyway
1: Yeah well, especially
0: being you're in a swamp, so. Yeah. So, at this point, they are trying everything they can to find the Millennium Falcon. The Empire is trying everything they can to find the Millennium Falcon. And they are sending in bounty hunters.
1: And ah, yes. Classic scene.
0: The only one we really get to know is Boba Fett, but there's some other ones there that have been expanded upon mm-hmm. in the expanded universe. Ah, Including Bosk. <laughs> and IG88, which I really like, the stuff that they have done with IG88 and turning him into like a line of droids, and then using that line in various ways in different media. I especially love how they've expanded that in The Mandalorian.
1: Oh yeah, well, and I think it, traditionally IG88 was supposed to be a series of like a, like you know, a production line of droids like anything else.
0: Yeah. So, Millennium Falcon is trying to get out of this asteroid field, and they don't have light speed. So, instead of doing the smart thing and trying to escape, I mean, that I don't even know if that would be the smart thing. They do an even smarter thing. They act like they're going to attack the Star Destroyer, and then they kind of just disappear by clamping on underneath.
1: <laughs> and that's pretty awesome the way they do that
0: yes i i love the scene later on when they just float away with the garbage
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> quite a quite a place to be but as long as it works who who the hell cares
0: mm-hmm. then you get more yoda training luke and this is the x-wing scene trying to get the x-wing out of the swamp
1: oh yes very iconic scene
0: and his line do or do not there is no try Yes. Which I I don't know how I feel about that line. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know, you know how practical it is. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at even... And obviously time changes things. Looking at that series of lines, or even like a very straight version of Dark and Light Side nowadays, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold up the same way as it did then. Because there yeah. is a lot more gray area the way we look at stuff.
0: Yeah. There's a character in Star Wars Rebels called the bendu who is the embodiment of the light and the dark like the line between the light and the dark and i really like that idea and i really like how he's so completely unpredictable like he he'll help the good guys but he's not on their side
1: ah so he's kind of like uh anti-hero type of a thing
0: sort of but he's also he's almost like a god type figure oh nice like he's he's a creature, but he's more than a creature. It's interesting. it's one of those things that you'll you'll get more when you get into this the show, Yay! but I really like that idea of someone who's not really on one side or the other.
1: He's mm. on his side,
0: yeah, yeah, really. There's a lot of really good quotes in this whole scene, and one of my favorites is look at me judge me by my size do you
1: <laughs> that's basically everything out of yoda's mouth is is iconic in one way shape or form yeah even the and that is why you fail
0: yeah that's the one i was just gonna say <laughs> yeah that's that's one of my favorite when he lifts it out and luke says i don't believe it that is why you fail
1: yep yep he's like uh, robin williams in uh in, a, in a, uh uh dead poet society his words are are very are very fluid and and flowery, but he, everything he says has a point.
0: Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one.
1: Oh, great movie. Very much unlike Star Wars, but you know, great movie.
0: Yeah. I've I've heard of it. I know it's revered. It's just not one that I've ever seen.
1: That's okay. I'll forgive you this time, but you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a lot of movies that people revere that I've never seen.
1: Oh, I understand that. I run into that quite a lot myself, so no worries. So, um we were talking bounty hunters. Uh Boba Fett, for all of the all the being so iconic, he only has five lines in this movie.
0: Yeah, he doesn't really say much.
1: Nope. He is a silent but deadly.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny how how much people love him. But he doesn't do a whole lot. No. Uh, tell the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian kind of redeems his character.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He kind of even the way not that Ron not that Ron Return of the Jedi, but even the way he goes out is kind of not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I would love to them to do some sort of a story explaining how he got out of that.
1: Actually, there is, um, and it's expanded universe. But those those tales of of uh, Jabba's palace and tales of the bounty hunter they actually go Mm -hmm. into his into his what happens it's actually really i mean it's obviously it's one person's interpretation and it's not really canon per se anymore but it is actually very interesting so
0: i feel like one of the books that i borrowed from the library when i was a kid after watching this had like an explanation of that too
1: yeah like he's down book it was like he's down there and i think it's he's either found by or he's down there with um the one bounty hunter that has like the the hood thing he's got like a partial metal face is it Beans the D? um i can't think of his name i don't um, remember yeah i'll see if i can find a picture of him anyway that that bounty hunter he like brings he fixes he heals or helps to try and heal boba fett and they end up being friends and things like that but Anyway.
0: Well, at some point in here, Vader chokes out another minion.
1: <laughs> I take a and... shot every time uh Vader chokes out a minion, we're gonna you're gonna be drunk pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound healthy.
1: No, not really. Well neither does being choked out generally. I mean that they really don't wanna go out by being choked. But that's a personal preference thing.
0: <laughs> so they're taking off, they jettison the garbage, the Millennium Falcon Floats away with the garbage, and someone is watching. Boba Fett.
1: Yep, the man, the myth, the legend.
0: And they say they're going to Bespin to see Lando Calrissian.
1: Ah, uh, love this part. I think Bespin is probably one of my top favorite like places from the original trilogy.
0: It is a really cool idea. Yeah, it is it's, very much. It's it's what I would like to think that like maybe. Someday in the far, far future, if they ever colonize like Jupiter, that they would oh, do something yeah. like Bespin.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and the fact that it's a mining operation, but they're mining clouds, basically. Yeah. I just want a buddy like Lobot. I think that'd be really neat. Like, if you want to get a hold of them, you just touch your wrist, and then they come. You know, because like, hey, you called.
0: <laughs> My only question is, what did he do to Lobot to get him to do that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember reading. Because Lobot is human, but he's got the cybernetic enhancements. Kind of the same way that Jordy Ge- LaForge has, like the eye, like the the, the, vis- the visor on his face. Okay. There's something about it, but I can't, uh, I can't remember what his what his background was. But it was actually really interesting. Like they built up this whole backstory for his character, and they okay. didn't really do a ton with it. So, but I mean, he's not a main character by any stretch, and yeah.
0: As long as it's not like one of the things that I think it's kind of a background detail, I think it's in Solo, is one of the creepiest things is those people that only have like half a head they're like kept alive like with robotics and they're basically slaves. Oh. It's like the creepiest thing. It's kind of a background detail. Mm. But I think I read that they were like prisoners or criminals or something that they basically have just decided to use as slaves and they like half decapitate them Oof. and then put in all these controls and then use them like that. So as long as Lobot isn't that.
1: No, no, he's not. He's Okay. basically human. He's like a I think he runs like the mining operations or something like that. Like he has a prominent role. Okay. But I I can't remember exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, the way that he was just summoned when I watched it for the podcast reminded me of that and I thought is he like somebody who's been like forced into this position
1: i'm pretty sure not because he's very like and obviously you could be brainwashed into into thinking hey i got a great gig but no it wasn't that specifically it was like a role of of uh importance and it was like hey you've done a great job this is this is for you kind of a thing so no it's despite that what it looks like it's not that okay that's at least if i remember correctly so i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure not
0: yeah, because for all the weird things in Star Wars, for some reason, that just stands out to me as one of the most disturbing.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of a body horror thing at that point. Yeah, yeah. Or are borders on that, at least. Yeah. So I was trying to think here. The uh, So Bespin was, was based off of an Art Deco design that was uh, based on machine age designs from the 20s and 30s. So it kind of had that Art Deco style to it.
0: I can see that. Yeah. It does it it is like a classical piece of art almost, especially yeah. like in the details in the buildings.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing a thing on the map paintings uh, specifically of Bespin and the amount of detail that went into the design, like tiny tiny brushes to get some of the 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 weight or some of the details into the city. It's just incredible.
0: Mm. Well, while they're on Bespin, Luke is learning how to see people through the Force, and apparently he's seeing Han and Leia in pain. We don't see what he's seeing. Right. But whatever he's seeing, he's afraid they're going to die. And Yoda tells him that the future is always changing. So if he leaves now, he, he might destroy all that they're fighting for. But he leaves anyway.
1: Again, impulsive. And so I always wonder, like obviously not a lot of time has passed for him to become, you know, like since he arrived on, on Tatooine or on um, Dagobah, Mm
0: -hmm. like how
1: much training does he honestly get? Like he gets very little with Obi-Wan. He gets very little with uh, Yoda and I'm not sure how much time passes between empire and return of the Jedi, but overall, he's really not a fully formed Jedi at any point. I mean, no, like, it doesn't go right back to Yoda as soon as they get done doing the thing. It's just, I, I don't know, it's like that whole that whole bit always kind of bugged me as, how much how much can he actually learn? And I know mm-hmm. with time he got to be more, you know, more informed as he went along, but I, I just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, because he really only spent a few days with Yoda.
1: Okay, I wasn't if exactly that. sure. Right, I figured like, it could be long.
0: Well, when they, f- they left roughly the same time on hoth and for most of the time that they're in the asteroid field luke is training so he doesn't leave until they're going to bespin so between hoth and bespin that's all the time that luke is training with yoda right and so then it can his be own that travel long. time. yeah exactly yeah.
1: it was i don't know like that whole part of it like i don't know
0: Yeah, it's not clear how long he stays there, but it's not that long.
1: Right, it's not months or even weeks.
0: Yeah, which you'd think you would need at least months to gain any sort of mastery over the Force.
1: You would certainly think so, but I guess, I don't know. Other folks know, but I do not.
0: So they land on Bespin, and they meet Lando, who acts like he's upset about something in the past but he's kind of faking him out and you've he learned here that he was the original owner of the millennium falcon
1: oh i wanted to know that story so much at that point like that's the only thing i wanted to know was that whole story
0: well now we know part of it from true solo
1: very very true
0: <laughs> and he's taking them on a tour and c-3po wanders off for some reason and gets blasted into bits.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, that was kind of satisfying. Is that, is that bad of me to say?
0: <laughs> you don't care for C-3PO.
1: <laughs> I like him. I just... I was eight or nine when I saw this, so I, I love explosions, so... <laughs> I, I, that's the only thing I can really say is that I... I yeah. No, I I don't have any issues with C-3PO. I just, at that point in time, I just... You just relish
0: watching him blow up.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. I laughed like... Well, I guess I was basically (laughs) a small school girl. But, yeah, I laughed like a a little school girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I still can't help but laugh because of how hard I used to laugh at C-3PO being blown apart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, in here, Luke is taking off he's still being warned by both obi-wan and yoda that he shouldn't be going and if he goes he's going to be tempted to join the dark side and he will end up having to confront vader alone if he goes
1: right but honestly he would have anyway because obviously i mean for whatever powers yoda has you know he's not gonna be able to be there with him and Mm -hmm. like obi-wan kind of just you know, I mean he's Alec dead. Guinness only only showed up for one half day of filming, so you know he's not gonna <laughs> come back. He's like, Okay, I'm on a swamp planet, I'm out
0: <laughs> Yeah. And then you have an interesting line here that you so you know that they're planning something probably with Leia, but I don't know how much they had planned when Obi Wan says that boy is our last hope and Yoda says no, there is another
1: yeah i'm not sure i mean i i kind of look at that at that point kind of the way you looked at john boyette or um finn in in the force awakens Mm
0: -hmm. i mean
1: force sensitive not force sensitive you know because they talk about how well leia held up to um torture in the in a new hope which Mm -hmm. would you know that extra resilience could definitely play into that yeah i don't know i always kind of wondered because on one side again you get the kind of well they are and then on the other side you have well they don't was it just over time they decided hey we're going to toss this in if we don't end up using it it's no big deal or was it was it in there from the start
0: yeah and really at this point there's kind of a bunch of people that he could be talking about Yeah. because <laughs> like with all the different expanded media stuff there's other force sensitive people who are either former jedis or training to be jedis or whatever like there's not like tons of them but there's a few so he he really could be talking about anybody i think they're probably going for leia at this point
1: yeah but But, you know at that time being that they really i mean you did have i'm trying to think because there was um a book that talked about kyber crystals and it it was um luke and leia are off on some other planet i can't think of the name of the book but it was written right after uh, A New Hope came out, and it was done by Alan Foster. Oh, God, I'm not getting that right. I think it was done by Alan Dean Foster way back, like it would have been right after A New Hope came out, and I don't they talk a little bit about Leia's like other Force users, but they don't really go in depth a lot, but you know, being that that's really all you had at that point as far as like other people. Otherwise, you know, Luke, Leia and, and Han were kind of your big three.
0: Yeah, I think he's probably was i mean i'm assuming he's talking about leia but
1: i would too i mean i just for for that time and being the, the build-up that you'd have to have for any one character because i mean even lando it takes some time to build his character mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna just you know the last half of the last movie introduce some random character
0: yeah it's one of those things that we'll probably never know for sure
1: yeah yeah exactly or what draft of what thing yeah yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> So, back on Bespin, Chewie finds C-3PO bits.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's such a great set of scenes. Like, they play <laughs> off each other. And I know that it's, um, you know, you've got a Wookiee and a, you know, disassembled robot. But, God, the humor is great.
0: I also like that they have these little creatures. They're called Oognauts. Oh, those <laughs> They've kind of turned up here and there in other things. Mm-hmm. And... I I like that they gave one like a really pivotal role in the Mandalorian.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so.
0: Expanded them beyond just these silly little pig creatures.
1: That throw around three uh, PO's head while uh, <laughs> uh, Chewie loses his mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the greatest game of keep away ever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you also have Lando, obviously having a thing for Leia.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, considering she is the only woman in the Star Wars universe, <laughs>
0: <laughs> has there was there have, there there wasn't other than like Aunt Baru, there
1: um, really hasn't
0: had, been anybody before this.
1: Well, you had a couple of ladies like that were doing the radar stuff. Um, you had Mon Mothma in the third one. Um, yeah, but
0: before this, yeah, maybe there was some background people, yeah. but. A few yeah, there really isn't any main characters
1: no no definitely not i mean if you look at the original trilogy like return of the jedi was like an absolute explosion of female talent but before then you really didn't have much
0: <laughs> yeah well these movies won't won't pass the Bechtel test then
1: eh, well but leia makes up for by being an incredibly strong character too to some <laughs> That's extent true. i mean that doesn't offset the the amount of females but as far as strong females i i mean yeah she does do the whole falling for han thing and she kisses her brother but <laughs> and i i don't know i guess I'm nobody's not...
0: perfect
1: yeah <laughs> worst things yeah i'm not sure like i I haven't it's been a long time since i've seen the questions of the bechdel test but it would be interesting to see where that falls
0: i think the bechdel test is only uh, the only qualifications for passing it is two women who talk to each other not about a man
1: oh well yeah uh, that's not an issue but she doesn't ever talk to anybody but another guy like her whole existence but i guess she talks does she even talk to mon mothma i don't remember i, if she I don't talks. remember
0: her talking to mon mothma
1: <laughs> i don't think she did either like there's a lot of interaction like the expanded universe books but i don't know that she ever yeah. talks to i don't know that she ever talks to any any actual women i mean unless you know r2d2 identifies as female which i don't think r2d2 <laughs> does
0: <laughs> yeah most droids don't really have gender and if they do they kind of default to male
1: yeah, they do. They do very much. So I don't know. I I really don't. Hmm. Unless the garbage pale droid is a is a male, is a female, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure not.
0: That, that's, that would be interesting. Oh god. <laughs> Vivian the Gawk droid.
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I could have the um, when you get to uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> The the one um the one that's doing the punishments, it could be like a dominatrix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll name that one Gladys.
1: <laughs> oh, Gladys a Dominatrix droid. Okay, Vivian
0: <laughs> Gladys is a little psychopathic.
1: Lando has a thing for Leia Leia. Lando has a thing for Leia and then I would think that they're going to um, the fancy dinner thing with Vader right?
0: Yeah because I think this is the point where he invites them to dinner and tells them he just made a deal to keep the Empire out of Bathspin.
1: Exactly and then open the door there sits Vader Chewie Chewie yells really loud and then Han tries to shoot him Uh, Vader uh, absorbs the blow the blows and then the door is shut
0: yeah and lando tries to tell them that he didn't have a choice yep and he tries to apologize
1: doesn't work real well
0: no i mean if somebody just gave you away and then said sorry <laughs> i don't think that would no. uh, i think it'd take a little while before you'd be willing to forgive them
1: I agree i agree we take a couple of days and maybe like a couple boxes of chocolates or something
0: i'm sorry i gave you away to the empire
1: yep. do they make you hallmark cards for that <laughs>
0: i wonder if there's like a space hallmark in star wars
1: there should be i mean bespin seems like it's a pretty urban place if they don't have a, a space hallmark then what's the point of being in the clouds
0: it well, seems like something that would probably happen on the star wars holiday special <laughs>
1: Well, they essentially had um uh, yeah, i'm not even gonna give it away because it's too strange to try and explain so we're <laughs> gonna have to wait <laughs> okay <laughs> they don't have hallmark in space but they have some other really strange stuff there's a cooking show that just defies the laws of anything <laughs> and uh with the um oh what the heck's her name um the really tall uh lady from golden girls B. Ar- oh B. arthur yeah B. arthur <laughs> no i'm sorry that's not right i'm i'm thinking of those this is it's with harvey corman it's a cooking show with harvey corman
0: like from carol burnett show
1: yes harvey corman is like he he did he worked overtime on this damn thing he shows up probably kid you not i think in three different sketches and he's like the main attraction of them so but yeah he's dressed as a very busty woman or very busty alien woman what? thing and he's doing a cooking show and he keeps whipping his head around there's like a tassel on top of his head and it's just oh that's that's actually one of the more normal things in this uh <laughs> holiday special because yeah the things get strange quickly and often yeah Oof. wow okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: You're 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 actually making me want to see this more.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, this this is something you need to see. Harvey like I say, Korman
0: as a female alien chef.
1: Yes. Well, not even a chef so much as like a Julia Childs type. So not that she's not that Julia Childs isn't a chef, but like she's not dressed in like the chef's whites with the big fancy hat. I mean, yeah. It, it's. I hate to say it, but. I, uh Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny looks relatively sane compared to the the Star Wars holiday special. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's putting it mildly because it's broken down into several little perform. Well, I mean it is kinda like that because it um it's not one straight st- like there is a there is an overly- overriding story. But there's all these little like a variety show type attractions, but they don't make any sense in the grand scheme of anything. <laughs> it's like the the Mm -hmm. the writer said hey you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a cooking show in this you know make it tie back into the plot in some weird way and it's just yeah there's some weird stuff (laughs) disney
0: needs to put together a behind the scenes making of of the star wars holiday special Um, so we know exactly what went on like how this thing came to be
1: i'm pretty sure that all of those if they ever existed were burned in fire and (laughs) committed to the to the deepest depths of hell
0: I want to know where where all these ideas came from.
1: It was the 70s. That's really all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways.
0: (laughs) So, they're in prison. Chewie is fixing C-3PO. And Vader is torturing Han. And Lando is listening to this. Of course, feeling bad about what he's done.
1: Well, I would... Certainly hope so. I mean, you know, he committed his best friend to the darkest depths of the Empire.
0: And Vader tells Boba that he can have Han for Jabba the Hutt after he gets Skywalker. And he tells Lando that Leia and Chewie have to stay there, and... Pray I don't
1: alter the deal further.
0: Yes. And he's... Vader is planning to freeze Luke, so... In order to do this, they're testing this method. I don't know the yeah, carbonite carbon, thing.
1: Yeah, carbon freezing.
0: They're testing it out on hand.
1: Yep, exactly. It's normally used for um, transporting goods that are not, you know, living, breathing human beings.
0: Mm-hmm. And Boba doesn't want to do this because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want him to die because he's worth a lot of money. And Vader tells him that the Empire will compensate him if he dies.
1: Well, that's good to know. At least they are, you know, (laughs) a government of their word, I guess. (laughs) Nice of them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they wouldn't have to deal with you know such you know scum, but they do. So hey, more power.
0: And then, of course, as he's about to be frozen, you get the "I love you, I know" scene
1: yes that's actually there's a little interesting piece of trivia there um in the original script he was supposed to say just remember that leia because i'll be back and then he wasn't certain he wanted to come back for a third movie so he ad-libbed the line i know
0: that's a better line anyways even if it wasn't like even if he didn't have a reason the other line is kind of clunky i know is that sounds like han
1: (laughs) yeah well and it's it's what else would you say in that case? I mean, that was the first time they, even though they kissed and they had their flirtations and stuff, it's really the first time where they truly acknowledged that love. Mm-hmm. But I do find it funny. Like he wasn't sure if he wanted to come back. So he had, or so the legend is that he had lived that line because he didn't know if he wanted to come back. And he finally <laughs> got killed off in the first movie you know, of the third trilogy, you know, however many decades later
0: and then got brought back again
1: yes <laughs> well and it's funny because like and and not to make light but you know Leia or uh, carrie fisher was all on board and she was having a good time and then unfortunately passed and you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how do you how do you square that like you know you decide okay we're going to take this person out in this one that person out in that one and then the person that was supposed to survive all the way to the end yeah kind of didn't
0: yeah, that's that's one it's... of the most unfortunate things about the sequel trilogy.
1: Oh yeah, uh, and she, I mean, it was so sudden. Yeah, it was so. I just and it brought. I, I don't know for you or if that was the case for you, but you know you always hear about celebrities dying, and obviously that no none of them live forever. But mm-hmm. like when she passed, it was uh it brought it to light in a way that I hadn't experienced before
0: i can see that but i had one that was much earlier when i was a kid oh, sherry yeah. lewis
1: oh yeah i could see that
0: i loved sherry lewis and lamb chop lamb chops play along was one of my favorite shows so oh that was
1: awesome it was such a good show
0: when when she died that was i think that was my first like real celebrity death shock
1: i guess i shouldn't say that like robin williams was a big one but I, I don't know like yeah like yeah it was such a i maybe it was well i guess robin williams was unexpected too i don't know just there was something different about her passing that just it it struck differently and mm-hmm. i can't define it beyond that
0: yeah i i think i know what you mean i, I wouldn't know how to define it either
1: right right so then uh Car- or, uh han gets frozen in carbonite and then or he's called Han by uh, by Lando.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I go back and forth, not meaning to, too.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can. I mean, they're both perfectly fine ways of saying the name, as long as you put the H before the A and then make sure the N is at basically <laughs> at the end. You're in yeah. good shape. <laughs>
0: probably another one of those leia leia things
1: oh very much at least you can't screw that up with luke like luke <laughs> is pretty straightforward
0: yeah i don't know you'd have to purposely mess that one up if you wanted to do a different pronunciation
1: yeah very much so
0: so at this point this is when luke is sneaking in and i think vader has like is he gonna take leia and chewy with him at this point i don't remember exactly what happens here but they're being dragged away
1: they were supposed to be able to stay on the on bespin but then he says i'm taking them with me and pray i don't alter the deal further i think yeah. they're probably using leia as like a bargaining chip with the rebels i would assume
0: yeah probably
1: and probably just because you look at chewy and you know he's a big powerful thing and mm-hmm. i don't know beyond that
0: But Luke is sneaking in, and they're yelling at him that it's a trap. And R2 is left outside of all this, so he's kind of able to sort of sneak around and escape.
1: Yes, he's a sneaky little dude. (laughs)
0: Yes. But this is where Lando calls Lobot, and then all his guards come in and surround the Empire's goons and set them free.
1: And I love this part, like, like uh, Lando takes all of the guns from, like, the stormtroopers, from the bad guys, and he hands, like, half of them to Leia. <laughs> He's just like, here, <laughs> hold this. <laughs> here, here's all the guns. <laughs> so, yeah, mean what I say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, like, he takes the cuffs off of Chewie and... Chewie automatically strangles him, and he's like, just try to help! <laughs> <laughs> it's so great! It's so great.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Han is being loaded onto the ship, the slave one, and Lando says that there's still a chance to save him, but that's the last we see of him for now.
1: Yep. And I gotta say, and this is so random, but when Lando and, and the, all of them are trying to escape and leia runs by and she's wearing like normal 80s heels i don't know why but that always struck me as so funny like you're in this futuristic place you know in a galaxy far far away and yet she's wearing heels while running
0: i don't think i ever noticed that i'll have to look closer next time i watch it
1: (laughs) well and when the first time i saw it before they so that was one of the changes um while they're running through the corridors of of Cloud City, all the places where you see like the sunset and stuff. And originally those were just white walls. Mm-hmm.
0: That was one of the upgrades.
1: Yep, exactly. So like you notice because it's like right there. Mm-hmm. Now you can be distracted by the stuff in the background, so
0: So R2, since he was able to kind of escape all this, he helps them escape and Lando ends up going with them. And while they're all escaping the Empire, Luke is battling with Vader. He's almost frozen in the Carbonite Chamber, but he jumps out.
1: Thank goodness for those learned force powers for the three <laughs> days of training.
0: <laughs> yes. And they end up sort of outside. I am i think they're kind of in one of those tube things that like leads down into the planet. I'm not yeah. 100% sure if that's where they are, but it seems like that would be where they are.
1: Well, I think they're in, like, when they're actually battling and, like, they're, they end up on that little platform thing. Yeah. Is that what I mean? I'm yeah. thinking that's, like, yeah, I'm guessing that would be, like, central tube that would maybe, like, extra support the, the, the city.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. They never really sure. described it. I'm just it. kind of assuming.
1: Well, it's like, you know, in any movie set in space, you know, someone hits a button and five things happen. You know, it's, it's. <laughs> It's an un... It's this, ooh, look, it's a cool space thing type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, at least that was always my assumption with it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they're on the platform, and this is where Luke is... It's his turn to lose something. (laughs) It's his hand chopped off.
1: At least it wasn't his whole arm. I mean, you know. That's true. (laughs) They had to negotiate in his contract that he wouldn't lose his whole arm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is where you have Vader trying to get him to join... If only you knew the power of the dark side.
1: Yes. Come to the dark side, we have cookies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the whole exchange. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Yes. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father.
1: Yep. And the famously flubbed line, which I did earlier on, not Luke, I am your father.
0: (laughs) Yes we're not in the mandela effect universe or whatever they say it is (laughs) yeah
1: yeah well it happens to a lot of lines like uh casablanca had that um there were a couple of others and i can't remember which ones they were anyway so
0: the the one thing that i find kind of funny is like if during the original scene the line spoken was that he killed his father luke's reaction doesn't really make a whole lot of sense
1: <laughs> no well and luke knew just they didn't tell i think he's i think luke was the only one that knew
0: uh, okay so
1: like director knew writer knew luke knew okay but... so if
0: luke knew then he would be able to play into it more exactly like if he didn't know i couldn't imagine getting that kind of response out of from that line
1: exactly because he like I mean, it...
0: freaks out about it
1: exactly there would have been emotional it would have been emotional but but not even remotely to that level Mm. and then he falls and falls and falls hits a hits a wall goes through a door falls some more and then (laughs) ends up hanging from some kind of weather vane (laughs) by his feet
0: (laughs) yeah the the where he ends up is why i'm not 100 percent sure of what where they are inside that thing because it seems like they're in like that central tube thing but then when he falls and he goes through all those little chamber things then he's like underneath the city
1: Yeah. so I'm, I'm
0: still not 100% sure of where exactly
1: it's either a trash heap or it's a water park
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just <laughs> a bunch of space tubes
1: yes well again for they're in outer space you need space tubes right I mean that's normal
0: <laughs> sure yep
1: <laughs> in the words of Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, we should really just relax <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's kind of good advice for a lot of things with Star Wars.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of good advice for a lot of movies.
0: And then he's calling out through the Force, and Leia hears him and tells Lando and Chewie that she knows where Luke is, and she guides him over or down to wherever he's hanging off of. Open the hatch, and he falls in, and Lando goes up to get him.
1: You know what I always wanted to see? Like, I wanted to see, so, you know, L- Lando goes up on the little elevator thing. He opens up the hatch, and then, you know, you see Luke, you know, come down through the hatch. I really wanted to see Lando just, like, peeking out of the actual hatch. I thought that would have been so funny.
0: <laughs> it would have ruined the gravitas of the Aww. moment.
1: <laughs> Star Wars, it's supposed to have a little bit of lightheartedness to it. I mean, Luke's not dead, he's just, you know, maimed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, they're all back in the Millennium Falcon. They still don't have a hyperdrive. They're getting attacked. R2, I think he knows what's going on. He's the one, he's trying to fix it. And then you have the line from C-3PO. I'm standing here in pieces and you're having delusions of grandeur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, and then uh, R2 um says that he heard from the city that the the hyperdrive wasn't fixed and then he's and then 3PO says something to the extent of don't be talking to, you know, rogue systems like that or something, something along those <laughs> lines. Their banter like couple for the ages like, you know, Romeo and Juliet can go away. You know, the best (laughs) couple in the history of cinema is 3PO and R2-D2. Yeah. (laughs) But they squabble like such an old married couple. It's great.
0: (laughs) So R2 fixes the hyperdrive. They escape.
1: R2 ends up in a hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're able to rejoin the Rebels. And Lando and Chewie... Set out for Tatooine. They're going to try and find Han while Luke is recovering and Leia is tending to him. Yep. And then you get that iconic shot of them looking out of the window.
1: Oh, it's so great.
0: The only thing I I, I want to know is like, they're looking at a galaxy. What are they looking at? Because <laughs> like a
1: galaxy of, that of far far away or a long time ago in a gal in, in far far away.
0: But, like, did they leave the galaxy so that they're able to see it?
1: I would assume they're just looking at another galaxy. Like, they're looking at another giant star cluster galaxy from wherever they are. Because, like, you can you can see... You know, I'm not sure how that works.
0: Yeah, because, like, galaxies... They are not close. Like, they are not close at all. They, they cannot be close. No. Because then they'd start sucking into each other and either destroy each other or just become one galaxy.
1: (laughs) I would imagine that from a practical perspective, it was probably just a really awesome visual, but yeah, yeah, point taken. They didn't really think about that, did they? (laughs) It's like sound in outer space. It doesn't really work very well.
0: Yeah. And I tried looking it up, like like searching for like what is the galaxy at the end of Empire Strikes Back. And like I don't think there's really an answer.
1: <laughs> no, cuz other
0: sure people not. online were asking that question too.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So, I'm not the only one who's had this thought. There's there's like guesses and like the the only thing that anyone guessed that made sense was and I don't know if this is a real thing, but they're talking like there's something like a mini galaxy. And I don't know if that's something that like actually exists or if that's something that exists in the Star Wars universe because Apparently they've they've named like some kind of mini galaxy in some other piece of Star Wars media and I don't remember which one. I don't have the page up cuz this is like a month ago that I was looking all this up. Ah. So that might be the answer. It's some sort of mini galaxy that's like at the edge of the actual galaxy or maybe within the galaxy, but it's not like an actual galaxy because that would be impossible.
1: Right. Because I know, like, like the Hubble is taking, pi- taking pictures of all kinds of galaxies being seen in, like, one shot. You can count, you know, there's however many dozens of galaxies that appear. But as far as being able to do what they did, I'm not sure. I guess I had always assumed it was, like, maybe an exploded star or something, but not a galaxy. But the galaxy makes much more sense. It goes to show you how much attention I paid.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm okay i just looked it up again the the thing that pops up the main thing that people are guessing and this is from reddit this isn't like something that like there's no wikipedia right. entrance right. on this is the Rishi maze which is a neighboring dwarf galaxy
1: oh cool
0: so that's not like an official answer but that's like apparently the generally accepted answer
1: right well on wikipedia people they take or sorry uh reddit people tend to take that stuff seriously like they don't screw around
0: so i guess that's as close as we're going to get for now unless they decide to actually add, answer that somewhere
1: yeah and i feel like i've heard of the Rishi maze but i don't remember from where
0: i know i've heard the name right so yeah
1: well it's like um the uh, is it the Ma cluster or um, the kessel run like mm-hmm. there is there's a whole set of books around there's a planet is castle it's a spice colony where like it's it's a prison but they they mine spice Mm -hmm. i don't i think it's just called spice but to get to it you have to go through this um series of black holes that exist and there's one specific route that keeps you safe otherwise you get sucked into one of these black holes
0: Mm -hmm. so obviously we need a we need a movie like Solo, but something that just explores whatever the Rishi maze is.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we
0: get an answer like we got for the Kessel Run.
1: Yes, agreed. <laughs> that should totally be a thing. Yeah. Are, are you up for it?
0: I mean, if they made it, I'd totally watch it.
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I would too, so.
0: Okay, well, that's Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yes, quite a thing. Do you want a couple more interesting little trivia things? Sure. All right. Um, so, principal photography lasted over 180 days, which is the longest of any Star Wars movie. Hmm. Um, they had 64 sets constructed. Carrie Fisher uh, is only five one, and Harrison Ford is six foot. So, for most of the shots where she had to do her scenes with Harrison Ford, she uh, had to stand on a box.
0: That would be that would be an inter- interesting visual.
1: Yes, very much so. <laughs> Um it was released on the same day as Blues Brothers in 1980. Um and both Empire and Blues Brothers star Carrie Fisher? Really? Yeah.
0: I've never seen Blues Brothers. I oh, I never a... I had no idea she was in that.
1: Yeah. Oh, she plays <laughs> she plays a great character. There's not a lot of sense like Blues Brothers is not a movie that makes a ton of sense, but my god, the music is incredible and it is it is weirdly funny like i don't know how to describe it beyond that like it's it's not it's actually very funny but it's done in a really weird way and Hmm. the ever prevalent willem scream which you hear in every single star wars movie was heard twice in this one
0: okay yeah they they like to stick that sometimes into the shows too sometimes they'll I'll be pretty sure I hear it like in the background of a scene.
1: Oh yeah. Well, history of the Willem scream itself is really interesting but yeah, that's definitely a, it's, <laughs> it comes up in weird places. It truly does.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard it in so many strange things.
1: Oh yeah. That's one of those sound effects that just keeps coming back.
0: It's It's so different than <laughs> most normal screams that it just sticks out like a sore thumb to me.
1: Absolutely, but that's what makes it... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's iconic in its own way, so...
0: At this point, it's more of an Easter egg than an actual sound effect.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely so. But that's half the fun of it. Yeah. So any final thoughts on Empire?
0: It's really good. It's one of my favorites, but, like I said, I think Return of the Jedi is my most favorite, but I totally get why this is some people's absolute favorite star wars movie
1: oh yeah oh and that's you know that's everyone has their own thing so tis all good
0: you have any final thoughts seeing uh, as this is your favorite
1: i mean I, I think i've kind of said everything i need to say it's it's it, it it has humor but it doesn't force it it doesn't shove it down your throat it's subtle mm-hmm. um it's the natural banter, natural yeah. humor Yeah, exactly. I mean, incredible chemistry between Han and Leia. It's got a great mix of serious and funny, but they don't like tread on top of each other. I think they expanded so well. It was it was a perfect number two movie. Like it didn't overshadow a New Hope, but it didn't Mm -hmm. like underwhelm. I I I'd say it does top a New Hope as far as being a little bit better, but not a ton. I mean, the original trilogy is all pretty pretty solid in how it approaches stuff um you know the visual the practical effects are incredible you've got a lot of great lines iconic characters you know you see a thing from this movie you automatically know where it belongs whether it be mm-hmm. a you know a, a, a line or a visual or whatever it might be so i know at the time it it's one of those movies that got better with time too like when it came out it wasn't as well received because it didn't it didn't end like it left you in a cliffhanger Mm-hmm. it um it it didn't it didn't end happy by any stretch yeah um you know it, it left a lot to be wondering what was coming next and i i think it it was more appreciated with time
0: yeah definitely oh. i think if i'd seen this when it debuted i probably would have been grumpy about the end because i like right. things to wrap up nicely oh,
1: yeah. no understood well and you look but i at
0: appreciate the-, the way the the risk they took by doing it this way oh,
1: yeah definitely and i think However you feel about the sequel trilogy and as many inconsistencies as there were between Force Awakens and Last Jedi, there was still that sense of you heard a lot of people say after Last Jedi came out that the, the reception to Empire was quite a lot like Last Jedi, you know, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was left on a cliffhanger, there wasn't a lot of things that were, you know, disclosed, mm-hmm. you really can't tell what a trilogy is going to be until the final movie comes out. Mm -hmm. so you know there's a lot to consider in that respect so i'm i'm kind of droning on but i think that there's a lot of merit to it's hard to judge a second movie like that second position is probably simultaneously the easiest and the hardest regardless of the trilogy
0: yeah probably
1: so anyway
0: well i think they did a very good job with their second position though oh
1: definitely so they definitely did i mean it again it ranks right up there with some of the best
0: Okay, well, that's probably all we're going to get for this episode.
1: <laughs> well, we've been uh, talking for quite a while, so.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of editing.
1: Yes. <laughs> Woohoo!
0: Okay, well, until next time, do you want to let people know where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. So you can find me on YouTube at Trivial Theater, and that's spelled E R, just because I'm not really all that fancy. I'm not fancy enough to be R E. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, trivia underscore chick. And that's chick without a K Um, stop by their place. I do random obscure and straight up bad movies and uh, kind of the opposite of empire strikes back, but uh, very much like the star Wars Christmas (laughs) special, which I will continue to mention (laughs) until we actually do it. So
0: (laughs) yeah, it's kind of different talking about an actual good movie with you.
1: (laughs) oh absolutely well i I hope i've done an okay job of talking actual decent movies (laughs) yes no it's
0: a nice change of pace
1: yes very much so
0: okay well at some point we'll be back with return of the jedi so we'll see you then
1: always good to be here
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of I Heart Movies. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you prefer, and of course make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access, and we'll see you soon for another brand new episode of the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.